This is episode six of season six of the Runner Girls podcast. On tonight's show, Sue will be sharing her recap of the Midnight Owl 15K. Hi, I'm Sue. And I'm Megan, and this is season six of Runner Girls, a podcast about women brought together by a love of running. Yes, and now that the dogs are out of the room, we can record the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so thank you for that, Megan. I guess they were playing a little rough. Yes, that's what they do. They like to, Luna is a biter. I keep, we always tell her that Maggie is not chicken legs because she bites at her legs and then growls. Maggie is fine with it and she's gotten to where she'll bite back and she puts her paws on like Luna's head to stop her. And so they're playing. Luna just does it weirdly. (laughs) They must be so cute. Yeah, She got a new toy yesterday and Luna decided, so I brought all the toys out and Luna decided to hog all of them. She had a pile in front of her because every time Maggie would play with one, she'd take it from her and then hoard it. So I had to keep popping her and fussing at her. I'm like, no, you can't do that. (laughs) She gets to play too. It's okay. So I would take them away from Luna and spread them out and she'd end up back with them. It's like like having a two-year-old or something, like they just want the toys that their sibling has. Yes, and that's what she'd do. She would be chewing with her own toy and perfectly fine, and then she'd see Maggie would have one, and she'd go take it from her and then hoard it. I'm like, you you didn't even care about that toy. That's not the one you chose. You just want it because she has it. Oh, that's too cute. So how are you doing, Megan? I'm okay. I go back to work next week. I'm going to start on Tuesday. I mean, we officially start Thursday, but to get into a routine and everything, I'm going to start on Tuesday. Nice. And did you say something about you going on vacation this weekend? I am. I'm doing a little girls vacation. I leave Friday and get back Monday. Where are you going? We're going to D.C. Ooh. Yeah. A lot of it's going to be hanging out. We plan on going out Friday, and then we're just going to stay in the house Saturday and Sunday night. Nice. So that's cool. Awesome. That's so much fun. I never get to two trips like that if it's not like, you know, a race. (laughs) This is the first time it's been, I mean, I went and visited my friend in Florida, but I got driven there and then I took the train back. So it was really cheap. And this is like my first kind of big one that doesn't involve running and a whole lot of like scheduling, but there's a lot of us going and they scheduled it so that you paid your deposit and that covered your food and alcohol and everything for the weekend too. So everything's covered with the money I paid unless we go out and do something. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to hear next week how all that goes. That sounds like fun. Um, I'm not doing well, you know, I'm so we're celebrating Anna's birthday this weekend. So that's cool. But um, I actually don't even know what day we're going to celebrate it because apparently Jeff has possibly has softball playoffs. He's on a softball team. And um, so depending on how well his team does, <laughs> he might be playing softball games all weekend. So, But eventually we'll celebrate Anna's 14th birthday, which is exciting. 14? So, yeah. My baby's 14. Crazy, huh? She'll be driving next year. No. <laughs> no, she won't. 
Um, actually, maybe she will be. She gets her permit at 15, right? I can barely handle Ethan driving right now. Like, you, no. <laughs> All right. Don't rush my kids growing up, Megan. They're already growing so up too fast. <laughs> she, is she going to be a ninth grader? She is. Yep. Going into high school. You're going to have two high schoolers. Yep. He'll be a senior. She'll be a freshman. And he's already talking about how he's going to harass her. <laughs> That's what big brothers do. Yeah, but he's also, like, super, like, protective of her, too. So it evens out, also I guess. big brothers, yeah. He's going to make sure nobody bothers her. Yeah. So it's exciting. Yeah, and she's got this steady boyfriend now. Like, you know, she's been, like, seeing him during the summer, like, going to his baseball games and she went with him to the dentist because he had to have his wisdom teeth removed so she like went with him to like be supportive and I'm just like oh my god you're so grown up (laughs) (laughs) anyway kids geez they grow up fast huh (sighs) yes (laughs) I think about that because I teach kids Anna's age yeah and now I'll be having all the middle like sixth to eighth graders yeah and I'll keep them for three years, so I'll get to see them turn from, like, babies, because at 11, 12, they kind of still are babies and turn into these 14, 15-year-olds going to high school. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I know my kids I had for two years are going to high school, and I'm like, I'm going to check on you. <laughs> like, I am going to make sure that you're doing what you need to be doing, and you know that I will be making sure <laughs> It just it's just weird. Like I went to my son's um parent teacher conferences and one of his science teachers was my homeroom teacher and science teacher in high school and I had him all four years of high school for homeroom and it was like his first year teaching at Marshwood and now like he's my son's teacher and I was like oh hi like I had you for four years he didn't remember me because it was so long ago it was his first year as a teacher and that like one of the last years that I had him um his wife was pregnant with their first child she is now going into college or looking at colleges so <gasps> I'm just like wow that's crazy <laughs> really makes you feel old <laughs> Yes. So anyway, yeah, they grow up quickly. (laughs) All right. Are you ready to move along and talk about some training? Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Megan, how has your training been going over the past week? I ran some after the podcast. Uh, The next day was my easy run. And I got up and did it. It was cooler than it has been in like the mid-60s. And it was amazing. It felt so nice. I just ran four miles and it was super easy. There was no issues. I kind of felt like I could go forever. I was just like, this is so cool. (laughs) Running is amazing. I love running. It's great. I love that in your video to me. Like, I loved watching that video of that run because you're like, running is awesome. I love running. Sue, you were so right. <laughs> I was like, um, yeah, I am. I was. Even even in mid-60s, it still feels so much easier. Yes. And then I had my long run the next day. It was not mid-60s anymore. Aww. It was much more humid. And it was one of those weird runs where because it rained overnight, 
we started at 6.30, but we would have been better off starting at 7 or 7.30 because it got cooler as the morning went on because the humidity lowered because it was burning off like all the moisture in the air as the sun came up. So when the sun wasn't up, the moisture just sat in the air and it was super humid. I stayed, I averaged, I think, what did I average? I know it was... It's like 12, wasn't it? Yeah, I think I said 12-12 or something. Yeah, that's decent. Yeah, I walked a little bit right before I found my coach. I got a little bit more water and I took some of his towels. He had, no, I asked him for a towel and all he had were subway napkins. I was like, that's fine. And I wiped off my arms because the sweat was just staying there because of how sticky it was. And I just knew if I could wipe some of the sweat off, I would feel so much better. And I did. (laughs) You can tell, like, the pace was fine, and then it starts to slow down, and then I got wiped off and took a couple-minute break, and then my pace was back up again. (laughs) So that was, what, eight miles? It was eight miles. So I think I did that at mile four or five, and the last three miles were much better. I was like, oh, yes, this is nice. There was a slight breeze coming down. It was a little bit more downhill where the first half was a lot more uphill. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I can do this. It felt good. Good. So you did for like last week, you you did like pretty much all four of your planned runs, right? I did. Awesome. I did really good. Great job. And then this week happened. <laughs> and I told you a little bit of what was going on. I hadn't been sleeping at all. I would stay up until 2 a.m., and go to bed and lay there for a couple hours, two or three, toss and turn. I might get an hour or two of sleep a night. I was averaging like two and a half of restless sleep, and that continued through Monday. So when I woke up Monday morning, I did not want to go do a track workout. I wanted to sleep, but um, yeah, it was not good, but I got medicine to help with the sleeping, and so Tuesday and Wednesday, so I, met, I missed a run and my whole schedule was, okay, I'm going to fix it and I'm going to run by doing this. I'm going to run Tuesday and Thursday instead. Do my speed work on Tuesday and then go do my pace run on Thursday. And you even said, okay, well, if you miss your speed work, it's fine. Just do your marathon pace run. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I don't want to do that. I can work in doing Tuesday and Thursday. That'll be fine. And then I haven't been feeling really good this week. It's been kind of sucky for my mental health, just overall. And so I haven't been eating that much. And Tuesday, I was actually already, I ate lunch, I ate a snack beforehand, was going to go run at the track, and they were closed. And I was like, okay, that's great. I'll just wait till it's a little bit cooler, and it's not as busy in my apartment complex, and I'll go run outside. And I'll just do 800s on the hills like I did 600s last week. It just didn't happen. And I got mad at myself. And yesterday I was like on the verge of tears, crying because I didn't get my runs in. And I was so mad at myself. And then I kind of was like, but it's only running. Like if you aren't feeling good, yes, it's important to train for a race. But also, you're important in taking care of yourself. And if you are feeling this bad and crying and upset over it, well, that's obviously not working either. Mm-hmm. So it's just been trying to get my medicine figured out and everything has been a hot mess. 
and then actually missing a run because I care really a lot about this training cycle. It made my anxiety so much worse. So I had so much more anxiety about going and doing the rest of my runs and changing my schedule and everything. It just kind of, I shut down about it. So it was just kind of bad. And my goal is just to get out and run tomorrow morning, maybe after the podcast tonight. And even if it's not any of my marathon pace runs or what's on my schedule, if I just run, that'll Mm -hmm. be okay. Yeah. Because I actually do like running and some running is better than no running. And it was just... It's sucky, and I'm being really open on the show because, one, it's been my goal this year to kind of open up about the mental health issues I go through because, one, it does affect my training, and, two, because I think the only way it can become more normal is if more people talk about it. So that's kind of why I don't want to hide about it because it does affect my training and it does affect me. And when I don't want to move and I don't want to eat, it's going to be really hard to get four miles in or five miles in four miles at marathon pace do you so do you find that it sounds like just missing one run like really affected the rest of your week because instead of just saying oh well I didn't do that run and then moving on to the next thing you just kind of was like feeling like the whole week was ruined as a result do you yeah do you feel that way I do. And then it messes up my anxiety. Oh, I screwed up this week. And then I suck and I'm a failure. And it's kind of a whole spiral of negative thoughts that I try to work on a lot. And it doesn't always work. So yeah, that's why I was like, well, if I just get out and do one run, it'll be okay, even if it's not. And I know this weekend, I'll get runs in, which sounds really funny, because I'm going on vacation. But it's with a bunch of fitnessy girls Mm -hmm. and there's already a group of us who are planning to do our long run on Sunday and then Saturday I've got four easy miles and that'll give me some away time from the girls so I'm not so worried about that Mm -hmm. and there's other people we're gonna run together so I was like okay I I know I'll get my long run in this weekend because as you told me girl you need to get some long running in (laughs) Well, I was really happy with with last week. Last week you did good. So I was worried the week before you didn't do your long run. <laughs> but yes. but you got it done. So, so. This week I'm going to do my long run and I'm going to do my easy run. And if I go out and just do, I don't have to leave till 1030 tomorrow morning. So I have some time mm-hmm. when I get up. And hopefully I can, not hopefully, I'm going to get up and run. And even if I just do two or three miles and I make them all at marathon pace, or I just do two and three easy miles. Whatever kind of happens tomorrow, yeah. I'll be okay with because it's getting just some more miles in. Just yeah, just just go for a run, and if it feels good, if you feel like doing marathon pace, then great, go for it. But don't feel like you have to do it. I don't want you to get like anxious about it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's it, it's it shouldn't be. I don't know. I don't if if you. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't want you to feel bad. (laughs) I know. And it's not like I'm purposely feeling bad. And it's not your fault at all. It's me. And that's why I just wanted to be like, because you are motivating. It's like, oh, I got to send you a video. So I got to get out and run. And then mentally, it's just really hard. So it's not like, I'm like, well, Sue made me this plan. And I don't want to do it. Because I never say, well, I'm not going to train or I don't want to run. And it's not like I'm too lazy to do it either. A little bit of a it is that, but a lot of it is the mental health stuff too. So 
if y'all listeners are struggling with it, I understand. Mm-hmm. You can message me. I'll talk to you about it because I get it. I do want to run. I'm have a lot of anxiety about this race too because I'm going for a time goal, which isn't really a time goal. It's just to be better than last year. Yeah, I don't so. honestly like. I wish you wouldn't worry about that because all you really need to worry about is the run that you have to do today. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. do that run. And and the other issue is like the, the time goal is not going to be a problem at all. You know, if you, you know, if you just get out there and run, it's really and not. That's what I need to tell myself as long as it's really finishing another marathon. Cause with yeah. how much better trained I am, I'm going to do better than my last one because I'm just, I'm just better yeah. now than I was last year. So it's going to go better no matter what. But that's what I need to, and I'm not really going, I say a time goal, but I need to remind myself that just finishing this marathon is going to give me a better time. Yeah. That's so, what I was going to say too. Like it's already pretty much guaranteed you're going to have a better race than last year. <laughs> and that's really your goal. So I think if you go into it knowing that you're going to have a good time and that's what you really want out of it, you know, then hopefully the the training won't feel like too much for you. And, you know, I have you training at paces, but that's like, you know, for your benefit so that you learn what each pace feels like and so that you gain confidence, but you don't act, you don't have to ra- race it that fast at all. <laughs> you really don't. <laughs> See, it'll be with race day as I get more confidence and like the speed work is easy. Yeah. And I'm so mad too, because there was a perfect Tuesday morning or Wednesday morning, yesterday morning, when I wanted to do my marathon pace around Sioux, it was 63 degrees. It was overcast. There's a slight breeze. It was basically perfect summer running weather. It was like, who could ask for better weather than this to do marathon pace runs in? Not me. Yeah. 63, I would have been a little bit chilly. It would have been great. And I just couldn't do it. And I was very upset with myself. So I need to not be upset with myself, too, because that just makes it worse. Yeah. And realize, hey, you missed a run. It's okay. Do it when you can or go on to the next one. And also remind yourself how good it feels to run and that you like running, you know, because that in itself, I feel like when you run more, you feel better. More, At least I know I do. Like, yes. If I'm not running a lot, I really do get like not depressed. I've had serious depression in the past. I don't get really depressed, but it definitely brings me down. It makes me crabbier and I feel like something's missing. You know, like when I'm running more, I am much happier. Endorphins are really wonderful. (laughs) Yes. And I know that too, logically. So it's that hard of that's how I know it's like really depression instead of laziness Mm -hmm. because I want to get out there and run. And I tell myself, you'll feel so much better when you run you're dressed and ready to go, just go. And it doesn't happen because I have been dressed a couple times this week to get out there and go. So, but I'm just going to go more positive with it. And I'm kind of worried too, because I'm really in this weird, really good week on and then awful week off schedule right now. And I don't know if that's a subconscious thing. No, you're not. You're not in any sort of pattern at all. I, if, you, if you if you think that you're you're reinforcing that belief and you're going to recreate that that scenario there's no pattern that's just you start running you enjoy it you get excited about it you do it more and then a couple of days go by and you fall out of the habit everybody falls out of the habit and it's harder to get started again that's just the way that it goes and that's okay 
Okay. <laughs> Am I helping at all? Because you can just tell yes. me to shut up. <laughs> no, you are. Okay. That's why I'm laughing. So <laughs> I like that. It's not a habit. You just, <laughs> there is no pattern. You just need to do it when you get out there. <laughs> <sighs> all right. <clears throat> so what's on the plan for, you know, the rest of this week and next week? I'm going to do a four mile run. I'm going to get whatever I get in tomorrow. Okay. I'm going to do a four mile run on Saturday and 10 miles on Sunday. They'll probably be hungover miles. So they will definitely be very long, (laughs) slow, easy miles. Okay. (laughs) I'm not going to doubt that. Like I just know that's going to happen. So it'll be okay. I will definitely stay at my above 11 minute pace and it'll be great. Good. And then I've got, Speed work that I know is going to be pushed to Tuesday. So it's going to be a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday week Mm -hmm. for my long run. Because I just know with coming back on Monday, I'm not going to be able to get speed work in. And this is what I was going to ask you because I missed my 800s this week. Should I replace the 5 by one k with the 800s or just skip the 800s? Skip the 800s. You'll have um, 10 by 800s, the Yasso 800s at the end of the plan anyway. Okay. So you will get that experience, but um, no, and I think it'll be better for you to move on to the 5 by one k because it'll be 10K pace, so it'll be a little easier, so it might feel better. Okay, and then I'll have five at marathon pace, and then four easy and 10 easy again, 10 long, so... I can get those ones done. Um, It is my first official week of school. I go back to work on Thursday, though. So I think my marathon pace run will have to be done in the evening, unless I get up at about 4 a.m., which may happen. I don't think so, but it may happen. (laughs) (laughs) I would definitely recommend trying it in the morning if you can make yourself get up. Um, But if you can't, then, I mean... If you get it done, you get it done. That's great. It's just, it's hard to do it at night after work and it's going to be your first day of school. So, well, it's my first day of work. The kids don't come back till the 28th. Oh, okay. so I have a week and a half. Thank goodness until the kids come back. <laughs> so it'll be a little bit of an easier day. It'll be a long day because I have a whole full scheduled day of stuff and got to be to work at seven again for the mm-hmm. first time in a while. But it won't be as bad. So we'll see about that. I'm going to try to get up and do it in the morning. Just not sure. I know the long run and easy run will be good, though. Okay. So that's what's coming up. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Listen, Megan- I am. I like it. I like the speed runs. I like trying to do marathon pace runs. I like my long runs. They feel good. Good. I'm really happy to hear that. And I just want you to know, like, if you ever are having problems like, you know, crying about missing a run or just feeling anxious about the plan in general, like, feel like if you ever want to talk, I'm here and I can talk as long as I'm not at work, which my phone is like on mute when I'm at work, unfortunately. (laughs) But um, but that should be better in the next few weeks anyway. So um, if you ever want to talk, I'm here always. Okay, Okay. that makes me feel better, too. I just I was really mad at myself and upset with the whole thing. So it was just, I don't want you to turn it into something that's something that's making you feel bad. You know, like, I don't want you to do it if you don't want to do it. You know, (laughs) That's not fun. (laughs) 
No, I do want to, and that's why it's just this whole issue where I do want to do it, and then I feel bad because I don't. So it's just, yes, you know. I, just just take it one day at a time, right? Yes, this is just what's on my plan. I might make like a little flip book and staple the stuff together <laughs> so I don't have to look at the rest of the week. There you go. I can just look at like the next run that comes up. There you go. Okay, so do this run. Okay, good. And then I can tear that one off yeah. when I have it, and then I can do the next one. That's a really good idea, actually. And then so I don't have to look at the rest of the week and kind of get anxious about it or anything. So that's a good idea. I'm probably going to do that. Cut up some paper, staple it together. Sounds good. Post a picture. <laughs> I'd love to see it. Um, so good job getting your workouts in last week and hopefully the rest of this week goes better for you and have an awesome time in DC. I'm super jealous of that. So have fun. All right. So there's actually not a lot that I did before the midnight owl race. So the only thing I really have to talk about as far as last week is Friday morning, I did an easy run and that was four miles. And it was okay. It went fine, except that my legs were still super itchy from whatever <laughs> happened to my legs when I went to that bonfire. So like when I was running and I was wearing your pink skirt, which tends to rub. Okay. And so I was just like super itchy as I was running and the sweat didn't help and it was just uncomfortable, <laughs> but it was fine. You know, nothing really memorable about it other than the itching. And then the next run was Midnight Owl. So we'll move along to the race recap. So this was the Midnight Owl 15K in North Conway, New Hampshire, the fourth annual, the third time that I've run it. And it's a prediction run. So the goal is to cross the finish line at midnight and you can start at pretty much whatever time you want. And that being like from nine o'clock on, because that's when they actually have <laughs> things set up for people to start running. So we actually had gone up to North Conway that weekend because in addition to the race, Jeff's grandfather was up visiting from Florida with his wife. And we only get to see them once a year when he comes up to visit in the summer. So they were staying at Jeff's parents' camp and we stayed there with them and we got to visit with them and got to be up there for the race. So the timing just worked out perfectly. Well, I was pretty worried about this run because my last couple long runs didn't go well. And I'd mentioned on the last episode, I'd been having issues with um, my stomach during my runs and just feeling like I was going to throw up and um, not really sure what the issue was because I had it on one run with um, when I had fueled and then I had it on another run when I didn't fuel at all. And so I was pretty nervous about this. And the other issue was that it was raining that night before the race. So the rain had stopped by the time the race was starting, but it was super humid. <laughs> so I was pretty worried about it. Um, I used my inhaler like three times before the race. I'm just like, I don't know how this is going to go. But every time I've done this race, it has been amazing. Like it's just a fantastic course. And I don't know if it's that the course is so runnable or if it's because it's at night or what, but every time I run it, it's like the easiest 9.3 miles I've ever run. Um, so I was really excited to do it. I was planning on starting at 
10.30 even. I figured an hour and a half would be just about right. That would put me at like a 9.40 pace, which is sub 35k pace for 15k, which is crazy when you think about it that way. But I knew I could run it at that pace because of my other times and my training runs. So I was like, yeah, that should be fine. Um, So I started out really easy because I gave myself a little bit of a buffer. I knew I would speed up more towards the end. So, and I, and I didn't want to cross the line before midnight. So that was my biggest fear. Well, my two biggest fears were asthma attack and not being after midnight. So, um, so I definitely started really easy. And this year there were a lot more people doing it than in the past. It's still a pretty small race, but there were other people starting around the same time I was, which hadn't happened before. Um, so pretty, early in the race, like within the first half mile, there was another runner who was basically like running behind me for a while. And this race, you're in the dark in the middle of the woods. (laughs) And so like when you hear someone running behind you, it's kind of freaky. So I was like, hi, like show yourself basically. (laughs) Like you're freaking me out. Um, But it was just this girl was um, running at my pace and we just started talking and she'd done the race before. And she said that she was aiming for like 930 pace. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, Because although I felt like I was running fast, it felt easy, which I thought was good. So we were just cruising along the first few miles and chatting. And she was talking about how she thinks she's going to get in to run Boston. And um, I guess she's from the Boston area and her dad has access to race entries. So she's basically going to get into run Boston as her first marathon. I was like, I'm so (gasps) jealous. I, I first, I was like, you know, I always want to go to Boston, but I, you know, I, I'll feel good about earning my spot. I was like teasing her, but then I was like, you know, seriously, if your dad was my dad, I would totally take that race entry too. (laughs) So we were chatting and I took my first energy gel at like mile four and a half. The miles really flew by quickly. I don't, I don't know why that race, it's just a magical race, I guess. But, um, but yeah, it definitely seemed like I was running fast, but it didn't feel hard. So I really had no idea if I was running too fast or too slow. And so she, obviously you're not supposed to wear a watch. She said she was aiming for nine thirties, but she wasn't sure. So I was like, well, this girl is making me run fast, but it feels good. So I'm just going to go with it and I can slow down later if I need to. So we just kind of stuck together. And the other way that I do this race when I'm running it by myself, the first year I did, I ran it with Brie, which was awesome. It's great to do it with a friend. Um, But since the last two years, uh, I've done it by myself. I have Jeff kind of like meet me along the race course, basically, like he'll meet me at various points along the course and he'll be in his car and I just wave my flashlight (laughs) when I see him I had a red light so it was pretty obvious that it was me waving it in the air and then he would just drive along to the next spot and that way he knew that I was okay and we can kind of like check in with each other well at one point it gets to be pretty far into the race I only took the one energy gel I felt fine I never felt like I was going to throw up. I never had an asthma attack. I just felt freaking amazing the whole run, which is really great because my last few long runs hadn't been good. But at one point, and this is probably 
around mile seven, seven and a half.、Um, Jeff is on my side of the road. So the whole race, he'd been on the right side of the road, and at this point, I guess the most convenient parking spot was on the left side of the road. So as I'm coming up and see the car, I run up to the window and I just peek in and look at the clock. <laughs> And it said eleven thirty six, so that meant I had twenty four minutes left to go like two and a half or three miles or what. And I was like, "Crap, I'm behind!" So I just <laughs> took off. And、um, he was like yelling at me. He's like, "You're cheating!" And I'm like, "No, I'm not. I didn't carry a watch." <laughs>、um, so I ran off, and I lost that girl at that point.、Um, so I was, I was just like, "I just got to get to the finish." And then, as I'm running, I'm running up that last,、um, the last bit of West Side Road. I'm feeling like, you know, there should be more people around. At this point, everybody's supposed to be finishing together. Everybody starts at different times, but everybody finishes together. So I'm like, there's not more people around. And then I'm thinking, like, what if I'm too fast? <laughs> This guy at this point. Faster runners are catching up and passing because that's what happens at the end of this race.、Um, because every all the faster runners start way later, so then they pass you near the end.、Um, this guy catches up to me and he's like, "Where is everybody?" And I just turn to him and I'm like, "They're all behind us." <laughs> It was a joke. It made me laugh. Anyway, so. I turned and I ran down、uh, Route 16 and then、um, made the last major turn off of 16. Peeked in at the little pizza shop on the corner to see the clock on the wall, but I couldn't see it while I was running, and I was running too fast to really get a good look. But in that last mile, I started getting paranoid again that I was running too fast, so I deliberately slowed way down. Like I was jogging in the last mile. I was like. I'm gonna come in right at midnight. I'm I'm the only one who timed this right. This is what's going on in my head. I'm like, so I slowed way down, and I don't know why I kept thinking I was running too fast because when I checked the clock in the car, it made me feel like, whoa, I'm way behind. <laughs> so I don't know, some kind of twisted logic in my you know race head or whatever. But、um, so I'm jogging it in the last mile and still passing people. You know there are a lot of walkers and、uh, slower runners and whatnot,、um, but I definitely wasn't out of、uh, that out of breath when I crossed the finish line. This year there was no clock at the finish, and there was no real cheering either. So I was like, "What the heck is going on?" So they they basically tell you to slow down as you're coming in the the finishing shoot. I come in the finish shoot, and she's like, "Whoa, slow down!" So I had to rip off the bottom of my bib and give it to her. And I was like, "What time is it?" She's like, "I don't know. It's a few minutes after midnight." I'm like, oh, thanks. I have no watch. I have no idea of my exact time. There's no clock, and、um, so she's like, I don't know. It's a few minutes. So then I find Jeff and the kids, and I go over to them. They give me my medal, and Jeff, I'm like, what time is it? He's like, it's like twelve o five. I'm like twelve o five. What are you talking about? Like, how's it twelve o five? But I, you know, he saw everybody that that came through, and obviously, I wasn't there at midnight, so I knew I wasn't. I didn't time it right. I was way behind, but I wasn't as far behind as Jeff and that lady led me to believe. Because when I finally checked the results later on online, it was twelve o two sixteen. So I was like, oh. Two minutes—that's nothing, <laughs> you know. That's not that bad. Yeah, so, we hadn't jogged it in that last mile. I know, and that's what I was thinking. Like, oh man, if I had actually like ran it the way I should have run it, 
you know, then maybe I would have come closer. But I was talking to this one lady at the finish who she said she finished 48 seconds after midnight. And you have to be like the top, the first five people across the finish line to place. And she didn't even make the top five in 48 seconds. And I was like, wow, it was really close this year. So, you know, I don't feel disappointed with my result at all. Like, there's no way I could have (laughs) known. Really, there's really no way I could have known. It was a guessing game, you know, other than the clocks that I tried to look at. But um, this, this really is a race that I run for fun, just because it's so much fun to run at night. It feels good to run this race and I love you know the lights and stuff so I wasn't disappointed at all I was really happy with it and it was by far the fastest time that I've ever run it in because I ran it in like 132 and the other times I ran in like 150 or something like that so it was like way faster (laughs) so it was really good and I loved it I loved everything about it I'm happy it's weird running at night because I am almost universally a morning runner like I have to get my run done right away otherwise it doesn't get done you know like you know how that goes (laughs) sometimes Uh so it's it's so easy to lose motivation if you wait till later in the day and I, I you know the few times that I've tried to run at night it rarely happens when I plan to do it so so yeah but this is great and I love it and I definitely encourage anybody who's in the New England area to check out the Midnight Owl because it's such a fun race so so that was my recap my one and only well it's not my only summer race but the the only summer race that I really enjoy running because it's not so hot I'm so glad you had a mostly good race it was good Although I am jealous that you're like oh I was going a 940 pace and it was easy and I wasn't even breathing and well I don't think it was a 940 pace I think that the girl that I was running with like messed with my head because she said she was aiming for 930s but I think we were probably running like around 950 or so which is really close to marathon pace which is great because I did that for nine miles and when I you know jogged the last mile and that probably brought the pace down some so I ended up averaging like 955 which I think is fine <laughs> I say it like that because the you know the last half marathon that I ran was at the at that pace. So like to me it's not That's true. My flying pig was at a 10 minute pace. Yeah. So it's not that big a difference. No. I think mentally when we're try when we're aiming for marathon pace, I think you get freaked out because it's like in the nines. But it's not a it's not a challenging pace for you at all. It's really not. No, because I think back to Flying Pig was not a challenging race for me because I was with the two fifteen pacers until the last two miles and took two and a half minutes off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I finished in two twelve thirty six or whatever it was. So yeah, it was not that difficult granted the last two miles are all downhill Mm. or flat but still and temperature plays a huge role of course that day when we were running flying pig it was like upper 40s low 50s it was beautiful it was gorgeous weather back yeah and that weather will come back you know in the in the fall in the late fall for you probably but (laughs) but it will come back i even take 60s consistently mid 60s that's coming soon Fortunately for you, your marathon is in mid-November, so you have, like, even better chances for cooler weather. 
Yes, and I'm going four hours north, so it's yes. going to be even cooler. It is. <sighs> Keep that in mind. Weather is huge. That Honestly, like weather plays the biggest impact on my race times. Um, second after that would be like, well, wind. Wind factors into weather, so we'll put that with <laughs> weather. But um, behind that would be like hills or like terrain, you know. If it's cool enough, you can manage the hills. But if it's too hot, it doesn't matter if it's hilly or flat, in yes, my opinion. That's true. That makes sense. All right. So that was Midnight Owl. Um, let's see. After that, um, I that was Saturday night. So I took Sunday off. And then I took Monday off also because I thought I needed the extra recovery because I didn't have like... I don't really count Sunday as a full day of recovery because I ended the race at midnight. <laughs> so um, usually I... But it wasn't hard. No, I, yeah, I was running 9.55 for nine miles. I mean, it still, you know, it's, it's exhausting. It's, it, it Did wasn't you feel hard. exhausted besides the fact that it was way past your bedtime? Um, I slept late the next day. But yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, I felt exhausted after my five miles today. I mean, it's hard. It's not easy to run that. It felt good. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. You can you can run a race really well and have it feel good and still be torn apart <laughs> the next week. So I'm uh, just messing with you. <laughs> so my next run was my speed work on Tuesday. And this was five by one kilometer repeats, which I don't know if you noticed the difference in our training plans, Megan, but my five by one K repeats repeats are still at five K pace instead of 10 K pace, which you have. Mm -hmm. And so I was going for five, I think five twenty two. I'm kind of like wishy-washy on my target times now because I was starting out at a way lower pace for my um, speed work and then I was kind of running your pace and now based on my mile time it should be faster than that but I think because of the weather like it still doesn't feel like I'm faster so anyway I was mm -hmm. aiming for 522 and my splits came out to be um, 523, 520, 523, 521 and 521 so I was really happy with that because they were all really close all within like two seconds <laughs> of my target time for a whole kilometer so I thought that was really good and so I was running instead of off of based on pace I was running off of the time so basically each 400 meters I was aiming for 210 to get the right total time if that makes sense and so it worked out really well I felt good and jogged almost all of the recovery there was a couple times when I had to walk and have some water but jogged most of the recovery I got my warm-up mile in and um it, it wasn't easy like it didn't feel as easy as my 800s probably because I was running a little faster but it felt good and I'm also happy that next week will be my last <laughs> actual track workout um other than like a mile time trial and then I'll be getting into the mile repeats the, which I'll be running on the road. So those those I'm looking forward to because those will be at half marathon pace. They'll be quite a bit easier, I think. Um, so that was good. And then my next run was this morning. I had my five miles at marathon pace. I did a mile warm-up and 
stopped and did some stretching and then started my run and I had a lot of I guess I don't know I just I couldn't really get right on the pace today and so I was kind of all not really all over the place but like I'd start running really fast and have to slow myself way down just to get the right time on my splits. So the first mile I ran in like 940. And then the next few were perfect. They're like 944, 945, 945. But I was I was finding myself running really fast and then slowing way down like the whole to basically the whole t- whole run. So it was it definitely felt challenging. So I just I haven't quite found like the zone of just what 945 feels like yet. So Hopefully that'll come <laughs> sooner. And then my oh my last mile was nine forty one, so that was that was fine too. I think I was picking it up at the end because I knew I was done and I had a nice little downhill finish there. So that was my marathon pace run. And I'm feeling good about that considering the midnight owl at nine fifty five. So so yeah, I think it's going well so far. Um, I feel like I've had a lot of recovery lately because of the midnight owl. I took two days off and then I had another day off between these two runs. So I haven't decided if I'm going to do an easy run tomorrow or cross training, but I do have my Saturday and Sunday back-to-back runs. But I'm thinking if I have the time, I'd really like to get a short run in tomorrow also just to get a a few more miles in this week. But it's going to be tough because I'm working earlier in the day and have to do some grocery shopping. So we'll see about that. I mean, I guess I could always try to do it at night. But if I'm running Saturday morning, that seems pointless to me. (laughs) So I don't know. We'll see. Next week, I have four by 1200s. Uh, at 5k pace, which should be a bitch. <laughs> um, that's three laps. Three laps mm-hmm. at 400s. Uh, maybe it'll be easier and maybe it'll be cooler. I don't know. I saw somebody on Facebook was saying that August is supposed to be cooler than usual. So I'm waiting for that to kick in any day now. It um, has been here in North Carolina. For once, we've had cooler weather than you the past week, which is really weird. Yeah. Really weird that you're not taking advantage of that. <laughs> it's no, I'm also just... been pouring rain and is supposed to pour rain all next week too. So you can run in with the rain. that. We're getting three and a half inches over the next like four days. All right. <laughs> well, um, and then my Thursday run will be my last five miles at marathon pace. Friday easy or cross training. Saturday easy run and. Oh, yeah. Wait, I didn't even talk about this weekend. <laughs> um, this weekend, I'm supposed to run 15 miles. Um, I say supposed to. I'm planning on it. I'm going to do it. I'm just not sure how it's going to go because my last two 12-milers weren't good. And I'm doing it on the loco course with Amy. If for any reason she backs out, I'm going to find a way easier route to run for my first 15 <laughs> miles. But I'm nervous. I'm definitely nervous. It's going to be warm it's gonna be in the 70s probably yeah that'll be fun (laughs) you could tell I'm not excited about that but but it'll it'll be good it'll make me stronger and then the next the next weekend's long run will be 10 miles which will be a nice cut back from the 15 so yeah um yeah so it's been it's been tough lately the midnight owl was was a nice it was nice to have a really good run like that so um definitely makes me feel better in general about, you know, my training and whatnot. 
All right. Oh, I got to ask you a training plan question. Okay. So this week, I'm planning on doing a half October 14th. Mm -hmm. That's the week I have my 18 miles, my longest run. Okay. The next week, I have 13 easy. And what I have written down temporarily is I just flipped those two weeks. That is exactly what I was going to say is that I think that you should, I I actually think that your longest run should be much closer to race day anyway. I was giving you a really conservative taper. I think it's way more beneficial to do that longer run three weeks out instead of four weeks out. Okay. So that's what I have written down. I just flipped my two long runs. I'm doing 13 easy. It probably won't be easy, but that's okay. Right. Well, Um, it might be by that point, if you get both those 16 milers done, and and you know what? You don't even have to go up to 18 if you if you don't feel it. You know, if you can only get yeah, to 16, I wanna that's do, fine. I want to do 18, okay. and I should be able to get there. And I mean, not easy, but I'm probably going to try to race the race. Not that I won't be oh, able right. to do the 13, but I'm going to try to race it. Yeah. And see, I like the course and everything. And it's a race I'm familiar with. It's the same race I ran my marathon at last year. Right. But I'm doing the half. So, because I am not doing that marathon again. <laughs> So the only thing that I think would be a concern is that that week of the 18 miler, you're going to have fairly high mileage, which I mean, it's normal that that would be your peak week anyway, but it's going to be higher than it would be the week before because you're going from eight miles at marathon pace to 10 at marathon pace. So, I mean, we can talk about that. I'm trying to think. I don't know. We'll see we what can talk your, about it in a while. Yeah, we can we can see what the few weeks before look like mileage yes. wise too, because we don't want to have a huge jump. Jump. Yeah. Yep. Um, but it's only it's only a two mile difference. Mm-hmm. Actually. Yeah, it is. Because yeah. the other the speed work is the same mileage. Yep. I mean, there's like it's like a half a mile difference. Yeah, there's a half mile difference. <laughs> yep. So yeah, it'll probably be fine. Okay. But yeah, I think I think you're right. I think doing the um, half marathon that week and then the 18 mile or the next week would probably be the best, actually the best way to do it. And don't be like me and put them both in the same weekend like I did last. <laughs> actually, I think that was incredibly helpful to me because my legs were like, I actually made my legs super tired and like put a ton of training in them in one weekend, which I think really helped for the marathon distance. It was like two weeks before the marathon, (laughs) but only because I wasn't planning on running that marathon that week. Well, don't ever train like I do. Okay. (laughs) I don't foresee that being an issue, honestly, Sue. Yeah, I don't either. Do as I say, not as I do. (laughs) So, um, so that's it for training and the race recap and again thank you to everybody who has purchased the video content that we have released on our shop on the facebook page it's just videos of that megan and i send back and forth to each other throughout the week encouraging each other and bitching about our runs and um, i think it's pretty fun and hopefully people are enjoying them and if you'd like to check it out, they're only 99 cents on the shop and each week will be available the day that the podcast comes out. And if Megan doesn't get a run in this week, then there may not be a video for this week because I'm not releasing a video of just me talking to myself. <laughs> I didn't get a video today either, by the way. That is what screwed me all up. Well, 
Oh, yeah. You're going to blame me for you not running all week? (laughs) No, I said I didn't get a video from you from your run today. No, I know. And the reason why you didn't is because I haven't gotten a video from you this week and I don't want it to just be videos of me. So, well, I still like your videos though. I like yours too. And I would like one from you. Well, I'll get you one. Okay. And then you'll get the one that I did record today, but didn't send. Okay. Okay. Okay, Good. I can live with that as long as you recorded one and you're holding it hostage from runs. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I totally did. And I'm I'm talking in the video and I'm like, if you're seeing this right now, it means you did your run today. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Up next, we have Run a Girl Recommends. Megan, what is your runner girl recommend this week? My runner girl recommend has been my pre-run fuel that I've been taking before runs because it tastes good and it's good fuel. I got some chocolate rice cakes and then I found my chocolate peanut butter again and I've been covering my chocolate rice cakes with chocolate peanut butter before I run. I eat like two. So it's carbs and protein, Mm -hmm. you know, because the peanut butter and it's delicious and it's good pre-run fuel. How far in advance of your run do you have that? 20 to 30 minutes, usually before I go drive. Oh, okay. So you have to, you have to drive to get to where you run. Most of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll usually, or if I know I'm running from home, I do it before I put my clothes on and everything. So I make them and eat them, and then I get dressed and get situated and get ready. Uh, I see. I can't eat anything, like, within an hour of running. Like, and if, oh. it's, if it's that soon, it has to be something really light. So, like, if I have a meal, like, anything with protein in it, I would wait at least two hours. <laughs> oh, see, the peanut butter doesn't have a whole lot of protein, and the rice cakes well, are no, really the light. Fat, the fat, too, would oh. just sit, like, for me, yeah. It, I don't know. But, See, it doesn't affect me, and they're really light because they're like puffed air, basically. Mm-hmm. So I just cover with peanut butter, so it doesn't feel like it's heavy. No, I th- I'm thinking the peanut butter yeah. would be the issue for me. Oh, I don't slather it on really thick. It ends up being like a tablespoon between the two cakes, so I just kind of spread it enough to coat the rice cake, so I'm not just eating dry rice cake. And I used the chocolate peanut butter I use is whipped, so it's not as thick. It's a little bit more airy. Yeah. So that's one of the other reasons, too. So it ends up being a pretty... Are you going to tell me what this chocolate peanut butter is? Because it sounds amazing. It's Jif whipped chocolate peanut butter. Nice. You can find it in the peanut butter section at Walmart. Awesome. And I'll it's have to try that. good. I like it. We usually just get the Nutella. But yeah, that's probably thicker. And it's hazelnut instead of peanut butter. <laughs> Yeah, this is the whipped makes it nice and airy. So it's not as thick as peanut butter. Like it doesn't cause the issues with your mouth. Mm. <sighs> the issues with your mouth. You say that like everybody knows exactly what you mean. But I think I get what you're saying. Like peanut butter is sticky in the mouth. Yes, it is. <laughs> everybody everybody who's eaten peanut butter knows <laughs> peanut butter mouth issues. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, my recommend this week is... Something that I feel like is obvious that I have overlooked significantly in the past, and that is ice. So here's a story. The other night in bed, um, we keep our remote controls 
on the top of our headboard so that we can both reach them easily. Because if we leave them on the bed, Jeff, like, you know, tosses and turns and throws the covers. They just go flying across the room. So we can't leave them (laughs) on the bed anymore. So we put our remote controls, like, on the top of our headboard. The other night, I reached up to grab that remote control. And I don't know how, but somehow I flicked it onto my head and whacked myself really hard with like this huge heavy remote and I don't even feel like it's that big of a remote remote but it really hurt and I was like holy crap like it it like surprised me how how hard it hit my head um and so I got up to go to the bathroom and like I could feel like a huge already a huge egg on my head and a bruise it was already starting to darken like looking in the mirror and I was like holy crap like it's crazy like people are gonna think like Jeff beat me up and like if I tell somebody I dropped a remote on my head like who's gonna believe that (laughs) these are the things that go through my head because I watch a lot of crime shows (laughs) anyway so I go in the kitchen and I grab an ice pack and I put it on my head and I'm like this will at least bring the, the swelling down so I won't have an egg on my head at work tomorrow um I get up in the morning and it's like gone there's no bump it barely hurt to touch it like slight like slightly now like I can't even feel it and and there was like almost no bruising so and like today I didn't even have to put makeup on it like there's like no bruising like no obvious anything and I'm like it must be this the ice pack like holy crap ice is a miracle (laughs) like why did I not realize sooner and I know it's like it's part of rice you always use ice right I never use ice well, you know what? I'm going to start using ice because it works. It's crazy. I know. I feel like this is something obvious that like everybody knows. And I, I knew it, but I never did it. And now I'm like, oh, I should start using ice for like running related things, I think. So that's my new, um, my new discovery. <laughs> that's my recommend. And up next, we have Runner Girl of the Week. <laughs> This week's Runner Girl of the Week, she's been a Runner Girl before, but I think it was a few years ago. And this is Evelyn from Daily Mile. And I wanted to share this because she was celebrating her 250th day of her run streak. And she did a half marathon. She says, Run streak day 250 and a half marathon PB. 13.14 miles in two hours, 29 minutes. So she just squeaked under 2.30. She said, I had to run a good distance today to mark this occasion and PB'd at the same time, even in the rain. So see that, Megan? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I just wanted to say congratulations, Evelyn. Like super consistent, obviously running every day, 250. She's like two thirds of the way through the year, I think. Uh, More than. Yeah, more than. And celebrating with a personal best time in the half marathon. So that's awesome. Great job. We choose our Runner Girl of the Week from our Daily Mile Smash Run Strava feeds and our Facebook page. And you can share your run directly on our wall or message us if you don't want to make it public. And you could possibly be a future Runner Girl or Guy. And that brings us to the end of the show. Megan, do you have a quote for us? Yes, and it's very appropriate for this week's episode. It goes, people often say that motivation doesn't last, 
Well, neither does bathing. That's why we recommend it daily. <laughs> That's from Zig Ziglar. So, yeah, you're not going to be motivated all the time. It doesn't just happen like that. So you got to motivate yourself and do stuff anyway. And remember that you love running and it doesn't suck and you're awesome. Yeah, you are awesome, Megan. I think I called myself Wonder Woman <laughs> or something in that video where I felt yeah. so good running. I was like, it was You said amazing. Um, warrior runner or running warrior like, woman. Something. <laughs> something I like was, I felt so good. I've never run four miles. I didn't have to stop. I turned around. I ran the whole thing. It felt easy. I didn't hardly, I had no breathing issues. I like negative split the run. And it was what, like mid sixties? Yep. Awesome. Well, yeah, that's, that's true about both motivation and bathing having to be done daily. And the, and the great thing is like, if you get into the habit of doing something on a daily basis, like you don't even have to think about it. You don't have to like motivate yourself. It's just something that you get up and do like going to work or eating breakfast. Like it's just part of your day, you know? I'm gesturing wildly because I'm like, I'm so being so emphatic. Like, it's just part of your day, you know? I anyway. would argue with you and be like, none of those things are part of my day. I have to make myself get up for work. It's part the of only my thing day. that is part of my day is turning on the coffee pot and making coffee. I do that out of habit a lot. But other than that, I have to make myself get up for work. Right. And make myself eat breakfast and remind myself, look, you got to eat. And there are days where I forget to eat. I will be hungry and get busy and don't eat breakfast. Like that is just the way I am. I've had days like that too, but that was in my twenties. So, I mean, it's different well, when you're a grown yes. up. <laughs> I, mean, I don't mean to say it like that. Like, no, yeah. I don't feel like a grown up ever all the time. <laughs> I wonder why people trust me with their kids all day. I'm like, do you know what I do in my free time? I sit around in my PJs and watch Netflix, and my husband eats ice cream and potato chips for dinner. We're not adults. Well, all right. That's if that's your definition of not adults. Well, then maybe I'm not an adult. <laughs> I'm like, that's what everybody does, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what everybody does. <laughs> I don't have kids to take care of, except for my dogs, and they're like kids. Which, by the way, I also had a weird head wound this week. <laughs> where I was trying to take Maggie outside and I've got her leash in one hand and I'm opening the door or I'm going to close it and she jerks and I slam the corner of the front door into my head because she jerked as I was trying to close it. I was like, that hurts. I'm Ouch. like, Marshall, come look. D do is there like a cut on my head? Is it fine? He's like, I can't even see a bump. I'm like, there's a bump, feel it. <laughs> but I was okay. Well, I'm... Um I'm glad you're okay. <laughs> so anyway, great quote. I think that's it for episode six of season six. Join us next time. We'll be talking about making adjustments to marathon training. If you want to share anything, comments, questions, or your runs, you can email us at runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast. Tweet to us at runnergirlsshow. Tag us on Instagram at runnergirlspodcast or call the hotline at 207-200-3297. Download episodes at runnergirlspodcast.com, iTunes, and Stitcher. Thanks for listening. Now go outside and run.